Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. A new normal has begun as COVID-19 restrictions ease across the country and many other places around the world. For months, people have been at home waiting to find out when they can finally make their way back out into public. Although many restrictions and many dangers remain in place, there is now hope. We're joined today by Heather Down. She recently co-authored a book called Not Cancelled, Canadian Caremongering in the Face of COVID-19. In this book, she shares the positive stories that have happened across our country. She'll share where the idea for the book came from and why she decided to write it. That's today on Connections. Our guest today is Heather Down. She recently co-authored a new book called Not Cancelled, Canadian Caremongering in the Face of COVID-19. Now we're going to hear about that book coming up in a little bit. First of all, we want to learn a little bit more about you. Who is Heather Down? You are an author and you have a number of books. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So um, I actually started my career as an elementary school teacher for 15 years. And um, slowly over time, I started writing part-time. And uh, it got to the point where I actually had to quit teaching because it became uh, more involved and more time-consuming. And uh, through the years, I've written for other publishing houses and started my own publishing house called Winter Tickle Press. It's actually got a bit of history. It's named after a pond in Newfoundland. My grandfather, whom I've never met, uh, was the mailman for the cove. There were no roads going into the cove Mm -hmm. back in the day. And sometimes he wouldn't make it back to the cove with the mail in the winter. And he had a little tilt, they called it, at Winter Tickle Pond, and that's where he would stay overnight. Where did the idea for this come from? Well, I knew I wanted to do an anthology. We've done mental health anthologies before, but I didn't know what it looked like. And I realized once the lockdown hit that we have a history happening in Canada, but we also have a social history. And I thought it was important that somebody document it. And then a friend of mine, Catherine Kenwell, who is also an author, posted on Facebook a a little reflection called Laughter is Not Cancelled. And that sparked the idea of let's focus on all the positive things that are not cancelled in our country and document our social history. What I love is it's Canadian caremongering. We're hearing fear-mongering basically every day in the media. Uh, It's something we are tired of hearing. So it's really fantastic now to have this Canadian caremongering. How did you decide on what stories you were going to put in this book? Well, we thought we need a good representation of the country, so we made sure that we have a story from every single province. Um, we also have a variety of stories. So we have third-person stories where either Catherine or I interviewed people and wrote the stories, but we also had people send in reflections. So we wanted to get a real cross-section, and as long as the story focused on kindness, we were interested. Can you share with us a few of the stories that you have put in this book? Absolutely. So we have a story about a first responder who was loaned a a brand-new camper for free so she could self-isolate from her family who was at higher risk. We have a story about a gentleman in Newfoundland who dressed up as Spider-Man so he could go around the neighborhood just to make the day of the children in the neighborhood. He was very good at keeping his physical distancing. We have a story about a first-step project in PEI. We have a couple of pizza places that made personal-sized pizzas for all the workers at their local hospital. We have a dancing Sikh in the Yukon 
who asked his neighbor to play bagpipes while they did a social distance dance for the nation, basically. Um, we have people going kayaking or people checking in on others, just real wide range. And we have a story from Winnipeg, too. Um, we have an, you have an author in Winnipeg that uh, we featured in the book because for him, storytelling wasn't canceled and he was able to move his obligations online to continue to, to share his story. There's all these amazing stories in the book, but what was your favorite story out of all of them? I love them all. Truly, I do. But there's one that does stand out in my mind because it was an interesting perspective. A gentleman in Paradise, Newfoundland, dressed up as Spider-Man to visit the kids in his neighborhood. But what I liked about this story is that we were able to contact a family whose house he visited, and it affected the three-year-old. And she actually wrote the story for our book. And what I loved about it is she was determined from the beginning all of this went down that she wasn't going to let this tarnish her son's childhood or his innocence. So there would be no negative talk in front of her son. And he loved Spider-Man. And it was just, it went viral. She posted a video of him seeing um, Spider-Man at a great social distance. But um, it was just so powerful. And what I liked about her story was she said, you know, when, when most of us are beyond this in years and we're looking back at this point of history, we might have some negative feelings towards this time. However, her son will look back at the pandemic as the time he got to meet Spider-Man. And I thought that was pretty profound. And it's so important because as, as horrible as it sounds, and, and you're really you're really making this obvious, um, there was so much amazing, amazing stuff coming out of this horrible, horrible situation that we're in right now. Um, unfortunately, that's what happens in any crisis. You see that there are helpers. You know, the good old Mr. Rogers quote, look for the helpers. And that's what I had to do personally. To be honest, this was quite a selfish project. Um, COVID had hit our family. I had an aunt in a long-term care home. I had a cousin who died from cancer. There was no funeral. There was a, I have a niece who is a first responder, and I have elderly parents. So I had a lot going on. And to be honest, for me, it was important for me every day to get up and look for the positive. It helped my mental health immensely. And your book is going to be helping a lot of people with their mental health because we are constantly seeing negativity. Where we, When we go to the media, it's negativity, negativity. We are bombarded, at least I am. I guess I can't speak for everyone, but even, you know, you turn on the news, even social media, there's a lot going on. And um, it's easy to absorb it, and I'm not sure that serves us. So it was truly, truly important for me. I had a really bad day. I couldn't get out of bed. The next day, I had accidentally scheduled four interviews. Normally, I would do an interview, then write the next day, and they were spaced out. But I had them back-to-back, and I had called places all the way from Labrador to the Yukon twice in the same day. And I, I felt like I had met friends after talking to these people. And I felt so energized, but I, I didn't realize as it was happening. And then someone texted me, a friend was checking in, how are you doing today? And, and it caused me to reflect, and I realized I felt pretty good. And it was because I had virtually traveled this country and met some amazing Canadians all together. And that energy, that energy really boosted my mood that day. 
So I realized how important this book was for me personally. Now, how long did it take you to write this book? It obviously had to be really fast because we've only been dealing with the pandemic here in Canada for the past three-ish months. So how long was this whole process? So it took as long to get it printed as it did for the writing. Um, So it was seven weeks. It was seven weeks from concept to copy edited, ready to designed, ready to go to the printer. So it was a whirlwind. It really was. But there are 49 stories because we live on the 49th parallel, and and it's really diverse. We were we worked hard to get many many voices from indigenous voices to newcomer voices, and all those who call Canada home in time spans in between. Representing our country. Yes, I wanted it to be a true voice. So you got the book done in seven weeks. How does that feel? Like that's not your typical time timeline for writing a book. No, no, I think. Um, that was at least four times quicker than I've ever produced a book or written a book or worked on a book. It was intense, but at the same time, it gave me something to focus on. Um, the, the company I work for does a lot of educational books, so once this lockdown hit and I'm in Ontario and the schools were closed, I had no business, like overnight, literally no business. So luckily, this gave me something to focus on, but I breathed it. Like, first thing in the morning, you know, pajamas were often my wear for the day, and I just focused and put my head down and, and got her done, because I knew we needed it out right away um, to, to really be, to really resonate and to really help us heal. I, I really felt the timeline was important. What have you taken away from this, and what, what, how has this book affected you yourself? Well, certainly it renewed my faith in humanity because, as you mentioned, there's a lot of negative news out there. And secondly, I, I made connections with 50 new people. Um, and, and one day, you know, when everything opens up, I really hope that I can travel and meet these people in person and hug them. I, I feel love towards them from doing this, which was something I didn't expect. It was a surprise for me. Well, what an amazing opportunity to learn about others across the country. Heather, what do you hope readers will take away from this book? Well, I hope readers will will find some faith, some uh, reassurance with humanity in general. Uh, The news is so negative all the time. We need to heal. We need to come together. We need to realize that as Canadians, we have a unique perspective, and we need to take care of our neighbors, and we need to know that some things can never be canceled, love, joy, laughter, those things cannot be taken away from us no matter what's going on in our history. So I think that's what I hope people take away. For listeners that want to learn more about you or pick up your book, how do they go about doing that? Well, it's available in Canada through Indigo, um, and independent bookstores can bring it in as well. It's also on Kobo and Kindle. Um, to, to find me, uh, we're, I'm at Winter Tickle Press on social media, except for Twitter. Twitter because that's too long, so it's just winter tickle. So yeah, I hope people reach out. I'd love to meet more people. Um, I I love Canada even more after doing this book. So, and at the end of the day, for those who are sitting there going, I just can't. What would you say to them when it comes to this COVID nineteen pandemic? I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, I felt like that. It was a roller coaster of emotions, and uh, and that's okay. But. I would encourage people to remember that emotions are temporary, they do pass, and we will get through this, um, even though it may not feel like it in the moment. And just to remember to have faith and push forward, and we're in this together, and um, just 
just hold tough. It, it will change. Most definitely. Thank you so much for joining us today, Heather. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.